0: Father, we just glorify you today. Today is a day that we lift you up. We pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for the audience today, Lord God, that their heart would be cultivated to receive seeds of love, of their purpose, of their authority in Christ. We thank you for your word, which we can study to show ourselves approved. I thank you for the uh, guests here, for, for all of us that are here today, Lord, that are bringing forth the word, that your blessing and your anointing would be upon us all, that we would speak your truth into the atmosphere and see the glory of the kingdom of God come to manifest. We praise you, we honor you, and we glorify you in Jesus' mighty name.
1: Amen. Amen. Yes, we do indeed. Welcome to Revelation Sunday, everybody. It's so good to see you in the audience. I hope you've been having a wonderful weekend. As I have uh, yesterday, just a quick story. It was out with George the Iceman from the reveal report. We had a great day. I'm gonna be posting raw videos and I learned that I'm really not a very good video blogger but I'm (laughs) gonna get better, Uh, but we had a good time and and you'll even catch George and I singing more than once.
2: (laughs) It,
1: it was so <laughs> i got to fun. hear
2: the tales and see some pictures from it him, it, it, so it, was, it, was it was a great. lot of
1: fun and i want to thank the listeners that came down to uh to greet us uh both uh, from the reveal report audience and from the right on radio audience there were several people and we we thank you very much for being there so we're getting into revelation sunday let me first just say good morning jody good morning jesse good morning all right are you ready for today already yes <laughs> I, I am too because so again when we finish the seven churches uh, we finished what is now and now everything else is to come and what's exciting is in the last chapter we entered the throne room and by the way the graphic for today's uh broadcast i changed it so i found a really good graphic of what the uh, depiction of the throne room so i encourage you to take a look at it um uh, but now what, what's exciting is, and, uh, you know, I was studying a couple different people doing my own reading. Uh, but one thing Chuck Missler said is he said, you know, in the Bible, uh, from these chapters right through 19, is the most documented time in biblical history, according documented by the Bible. So we're, this is all to come. And it's just, it's wonderful. There's some great, great truths that are going to come out today. And uh, I'm just so looking forward to it. And I know this chapter is really special to Jesse because it's the Lion of Judah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, hey, without further ado, do you guys have any opening statements you want to say or should we get right into the word? I say we get into the word. Yeah. Jesse, Let's would you like it. to read the, uh, the first half of it? And then uh, then perhaps I'll continue.
2: Yes. I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back sealed up with seven seals and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it then I began because no one was found worthy to look into it and one of the elders said to me stop weeping behold the line of judah that is from the tribe of judah the root of david has overcome and so as to open the book and its seven seals and i saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the
1: earth. Wanting to keep going? Uh, Yeah. Why don't you go through 10 and then I'll take the rest.
2: Okay. And he came and took the book out of the hand of him who sat on the throne. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song singing, worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, or you've purchased for God with your blood, every man, every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, you've made them to be a kingdom of priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth.
1: Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. And I heard every created thing which is in heaven or on the earth or under the earth or in the sea. And these things in them were saying, to him who sits on the throne and the lamb be the blessing, the honor, the glory, and the dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures were saying, amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Wow, (laughs) this is a good one. And by the way, it just gets better when we get into six and it just kind of escalates this whole thing. This is exciting so why don't we start at the very beginning what do you see jody
0: okay so there's a couple things that stick out to me and he says he saw on the right hand of him and we know who sits at the right hand um and a book written within on the back side sealed with the seven seals within and without so seven is the number of perfection that was the first thing that i noticed when we started reading and the um and the seal within and without. So I think it was Chuck Messler who, who had said that that meant that there was stuff, stuff in it, but directions on the outside. And the seven seals sealed up each one of those um, seals, which I, which I think is exciting. But um, it was the thing that got to me was who's worthy, who's worthy and the weeping. It, it kind of showed me the state that man was left in You know if we truly understood the state that we're left in if if it weren't for jesus christ we would all be weeping you know and then and then it took a man to um to redeem us and thus the plan of christ and his sacrifice for us started way back when and and even is here in the future it's you know so the time thing again that i keep talking about but who is worthy to open those seals and it's no man in heaven and no man on earth. It took our savior. And and the funny thing is, like I said, tell me what you guys think. But John was with Jesus, correct? So how come he didn't recognize that at that moment? Was his eyes sealed at that moment to see? Because it says he wept violently. Did he have, you know, did he have this um, this moment of understanding what it would have been like had Christ not come and, you know?
1: Wow, I hadn't considered that. That's actually really, really deep insight because you're putting yourself right in his shoes, metaphorically, right. and and sitting there. And and yeah, when you when you talk about the seven seals, the way I've heard it described is if you think of a scroll, and there's a master seal on the outside and in instructions, and as you right. unroll it, there's another seal, and right. you know, mm-hmm. and so. It, it, and what that says to me is you know this is the part that seeks to be that says you know god is the author god mm-hmm. the father wrote this whole thing from the beginning of time mm-hmm. jesus being the word the living word that is mm-hmm. manifest and and the holy spirit is just it's like the electricity the power that makes this all happen and yeah. you know who could understand the triune god completely you know, I don't think our brains can fathom <laughs> it, yeah. but it, it, it really is amazing.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I think it, it shows the, the...
1: Oh, we're having freezing issues today.
2: To open it or even to break its seals.
1: Yeah, we, I missed the first part of that, Jesse. You were frozen for a second.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're cutting in and out quite a bit. I said it shows the the authority, the power, and the sovereignty of, of God that nobody was found worthy to even, you know, it says to even look into this scroll or to open those seals. So um, that part just always hits me that, the sovereignty of god
1: yeah yeah and, exactly. it, and he really helped duped the enemy right from the beginning of time he knew the enemy was going to fall that wasn't a, an accident you know and of course because right, we right, wouldn't right. have had we <laughs> wouldn't have had the free will without knowing good and bad right that's that's the simplicity in which right. i understand it but and then yeah, yeah go ahead jody
0: uh, i was just going to say someone asked me about that um this week you know do angels have free will like we do? Um, they have choice. Uh, there's a bunch of scriptures on it, and maybe I'll, I'll write them down and try to add that to the right on you. But um, but they can, they can make a choice. But they they're they they would never turn against God. I mean, I know people who have had encounters with angels where they were asking them, you know, would you walk away? And it, it fathomed the angel like, don't even talk that way because they they know the almighty in a way like we've never known so when you say that he he knew satan was going to fall that seed of pride was in him because he was created so beautiful and so much was put on him and he it says in uh, i think in jeremiah isaiah that he he was the head of the trade he went back and forth you know, throughout wherever they're going with planets or wherever, I don't know, we'll study that. But um, he, he, he had so much authority and so much beauty that pride was found in him. You
1: know? Yeah. And the head of the that's, worship. Um, so, yeah. Well. Head of the
0: worship,
1: uh, but you know, I guess, you know, that the, he was created that way. And so are one third of the angels that that's the only right. deduction I can make, but yes, the, uh, the other ones, they can't, fa- they were, they were born or created to worship you know, yeah. and, and to be the, his messengers, they have a very specific purpose. And, and so yeah. that brings it to verse three. And, you know, considering the topics that Jesse, you and we've covered on this show, this one really stands out to me. And no one in heaven, which means there's already people in heaven. But remember, it's the spirit, not the body, they don't have the body yet. No one on heaven, or on earth, or under the earth, was able to open the scroll or look into it. So that's saying there's people in heaven, there's people on earth, there's people under the earth.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it it could include the angelic or, you know, the demonic fallen angels as well in that. Um, But what's interesting too is that, you know, where is this scroll that, you know, this book, it's literally in the hand of god and you know he's holding it out it's ready to be opened but think about that you know in the old days you know the kings would make a decree they would write things they would put their seal on it which meant it was written by them and then they would give it to a messenger who would take it out um but it's interesting that nobody is worthy to even look into it. Nobody can take it from God's hand. The only one who ends up being worthy, you know, is the next character that we're going to introduce in here. Um, So it's just a very powerful, powerful scripture. Mm
1: It sure is.
0: Written word is so important to God, and people need to understand. There's books in heaven. There's even a scripture in Psalms that talks about when you cry, your tears are gathered, and it's written in your book. So God, Mm -hmm. His word, and in the written word, that even Jesus fighting Lucifer during the temptation, He said, "It is written," you know, "It is written." Or you know, uh, man doesn't live by bread alone, but everything that's you know written or comes out of the mouth of God. So this is so important that like Jesse's saying, we have to understand this is in God's hand, the almighty, you know, for someone to be able to even look at this to come, we have to understand the greatness there, you know, that, that where Christ's position is, it it kind Mm -hmm. of gives us a true revelation of, wow, you know, we already read in the beginning of revelation that everyone will look at him and we, everyone. So, uh, so now we're seeing here that there's not one worthy, but him. And, and um, to me, that's, you know, that's just kind of makes me go, wow, Jesus, <laughs> you know.
1: So you serious me. and not so serious question, because you just brought up something, you know, <laughs> the, the tears are collected, they're they're recorded. Does yeah. that mean crybabies get more writings by God? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Their wow. angels are probably going, he's at it again.
1: <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> or she. <lesson>. Or, she. <laughs> or she, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Jeff, that kind of had a fearful look to it. I mean, is it something you want to confess on here?
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe I should cry more. I don't know. <laughs> Lord, help me with my passion and my empathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous prayer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, can that, can that was. Can I just rephrase that some time?
2: You already let, let it patience. out,
1: Jeff. <laughs> like what I prayed for patience. Don't do it, people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, so people under the earth and I think you're right that that could be uh angelic beings as well because I think they're they're definitely included here in in this whole chapter uh but could it be people who have already gone to hell as well
0: the reason I believe that Jeff is because if you um look into people who have who have exited who have had near-death experience or died and came back There are many who have visited hell and seen people being tortured in hell. Um, uh, There was a a surgeon, I forget the name of his book, but he didn't even believe in God. And he thought that near deaths were just their mind doing something funny. And he ended up being brain dead and dead and went to hell and then went to heaven. His story was incredible. Mm -hmm. But what he saw was torture. And another gentleman went in his sleep. He died. He went to hell in his sleep and his wife woke up to him in a ball on the floor because the Lord allowed him to see what was in hell. Now, Hell wasn't created for man. It's a choice. See, so we, we choose to uh, deny God and deny the greatness and the sovereignty and the love of God that he sent Christ. And the word does say we have to confess Jesus as Savior. So that's our blood sacrifice that we'd, we'd have to go into blood and all that. Um, but um, I do believe that there are people in hell who have yeah. purposefully chosen to be there yeah not not innocence
1: i i've actually had two different visions and two different levels of hell that i've seen right. and uh, the the first one was horrific second one undescribable mm-hmm. like well i could describe it i won't hear because that's not part of this but it's a uh, one day we'll, we'll cover off i'll just share what the Lord showed me but you know what I think I just got the answer to my question
0: okay because <laughs> I looked down
1: to number five and one of the elders said to me stop weeping so it doesn't gain any favor there we go, there
2: you go. <laughs> <laughs> was it favor or, actually you weren't asking about favor you were just asking about coverage yeah, yeah. So That's he's trimble. just told to stop, you know, so maybe there's a limit as to how much God's going to write in your book.
1: <laughs> yeah, Like enough already. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Get over it. Suck it up, buttercup, sayeth the Lord. <laughs> oh, I hope that wasn't blasphemy. The Lord knows I have a sense of humor he does too don't worry <laughs> he does he does yeah, he, he, uh, makes me laugh. He, he put the three of us together
2: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: that that took a lot of humor
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i wonder which elder it was that said to me of course the the 24 elders aren't named and i think that's very specific for a reason uh the lord hasn't wanted to reveal that to us but Uh, one of the elders, you know, you got to think a guy like Moses is there, right? Right,
2: right. You know, Noah,
1: he's got to be there.
2: Elijah, Noah. (laughs) Yeah. But I just wonder how this was said, you know, if it's like, it's like, come on, stop stop crying. (laughs) You know, like, what do you expect? You know that only good things happen, you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, John, you met him, you met him, what's your problem? (laughs) 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 it's the italian coming out
1: of me sorry (laughs) what's the matter for you all right
0: what's the matter with you
1: (laughs) (laughs) he is the god of the italians too despite the vatican
0: exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I apologize to all of our catholic people please send your hate mail too
0: (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Rome, italy yeah I was born and raised Catholic and knew at a young age that I needed Christ. And one of my favorite uh, Monsignors in the Catholic church, uh, he, he said to me, he said, we've missed something with salvation. He mm-hmm. said, we've, we just brought religion. And he turned out to be a born again, spirit filled, tongue talking, casting out demon Monsignor in the Catholic church. So God's doing an amazing work for people in that body with a true heart for God. So I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm proud of uh, those who's, who truly seek God no matter where they are the Lord will find you
1: you know it's funny because baptism has really been on my mind uh, for a couple reasons lately but I've, I've noticed over the last few years that a lot of Catholics are saying hey that uh, little dribble of water on my head wasn't right. my choice I want to do the full submersion thing Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good All right. And then I saw between the throne with four living creatures and the elders and a lamb standing as if slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, which we've discussed already that are sent out all over the earth. So those are the spirits of God. Um, Yeah. And uh, then he took the stroll out of the right hand. Of him who sat on the throne, so so Jesus literally sitting right next to the Father. He says, "Give it to me, pops."
0: Yeah, on the right side. Yeah, if we could, um, go ahead, go ahead, Jess. No, go ahead, Jeff. No, I didn't want to skip over the root of David and the Lion of Judah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's actually where I was going back to too. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, wait, we've got yeah, this beautiful yeah. picture," and you know, I think when you go back, you know, you think of that nobody's found worthy statement and that's where you know the enemy left jesus on the cross and you know left his resurrection you know those who witnessed it knew he had risen from the dead but otherwise it was kind of like this mystery is it true is it not um and so you know to the world he was seen as a lamb who was slain but we have to remember that resurrection power that it did not leave him as a slain lamb, as weak or powerless. Um, you know, the fullness of God's glory is displayed in that overcoming power that that Jesus Christ took when you know He was raised from the dead and raised to new life to the fullness, you know, of who He is. And what is the fullness of who he is? You know, that lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, and, you know, he has overcome, he's overcome death, he's overcome the evil one, um, and he's overcome, you know, everything that made man unworthy to be in that presence in the fullness of God, you know, we always talked about in seminary, you know, how do you describe Jesus? You know, was he God? Was he man? And in the end, all you can say is he's a hundred percent man. He's a hundred percent God. And this is the fullness of who he is being described to us. And you know, that power, that authority, the fear, the, the sovereignty that's displayed in who he is, um, you know, very powerful words and imagery are being used.
0: Amen. And if I can interject there as well, here he, he's saying uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Up above, we see how he earned the, the ability to open the seals. He's called the lamb that was slain. So he's no longer the lamb, though. He's the lion now. And I have goosebumps. And that is what is coming um, to the earth, the lion, not the lamb. He already did that. So it, to me, Which is the I,
1: king it, of the Jews.
0: Yes. Yeah. But we learn later. He, he's the king of all because it's toward the end of the scripture. We see who he came for, but it, but it's, it's like, it's me. I had to get my Holy spirit chills going because it just tells you Jesus struggle on the earth as the lamb w- was real you know i saw people in 2020 with toilet paper and it said the tr- struggle was real you know <laughs> so <laughs> and this is where we we sit down and we look and we look the flesh that jesus wore that struggle was real it, what he did was an amazing feat right there he was a lamb and he came and he was tempted in all manner like us but he was able to overcome through his love and relationship with the Lord God Almighty. So, and now, now that he's been slain, now that gave him the right to open the seals, but he's no longer that lamb, he's the lion. And I didn't want us to miss that because like Jesse said, who is he? He's all this, he's all powerful, all authority was given to him. He is worthy of, to open that seal.
1: And I, I think it's also worth noting on this when we talk about the root of David, so he comes from the line of David, but the root is the beginning. That's before David oh, because the tree grows yeah. out of the root. And, yeah. and uh, I actually looked up the only other time that I found uh, that it talks about the line of Judah is in uh, Genesis 49. And I'll just read uh, verse 8 through 11 because there's so much description in here. As for you, Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sh- sons shall bow down to you. Judah is a lion's club. From mm-hmm. prey, my son, you have gone up. He crouches, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who dares to stir him up. The, shep- the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples, his ties, his foal to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washes his garments in wine and his robes in the blood of grapes, which is all all that symbolism is going to come out later on in Revelation as we go on. So, you know, uh, with, you know, his hand in the neck, that means like he's taking victory over over the enemies of God.
0: Mm -hmm. amen well then in that same scripture verse there where it's where you read about the lamb as it had been slain so it it was done already um having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of god which we went over before the seven spirits um and uh, was sent forth to the earth so Again, the seven is completion. This is all God's handiwork that's completion. And, I, and one of the things that the Lord keeps showing me as I study and study is we are not, and we humans wanna put everything in a time frame that we understand, but it's actually like all at the same time, it's all jumbled. you know. And it made me think of, um, there was a, I guess, Star Trek where Spock was old and Spock was young and they could talk to each other. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you remember that. And it's yeah. kind of how it is. It's like, yeah. that's, that's God time, you know, everything is and was and is to come. And, and it's, it, so if we get out of that mindset, but the horns, um, I got excited when I had heard it, you know, the horns were, um, also to, to announce they would do trumpets to announce a King, you know, they, they were, um, uh, you know, seen as, um, um, uh, the, the announcement so for me i'm waiting for that horn i had a vision once i was praying with actually with cody and we went we went to deep into prayer and i had a vision i was all of a sudden in the center of the universe just black sky just beauty around me the of universe and all of a sudden i saw these trumpets they were lined up this way and they began to sound and a cry went out who wants to go to earth for the to work for the kingdom of god and so i said i'll go And all of a sudden I was on the earth and I began to weep for real. (laughs) And so after we prayed, Cody said, what was that? What what were you feeling? He could tell something went on. And I told him, I said, when I separated from everything to work for the Lord, I realized I was separated from that love and it it overwhelmed me. And it's like, that's constantly what I'm looking for. Like I'll say to people, I can't wait to go home to be with my Lord you know, to sit with the father. And uh, that's why I said, I'll worship him at the throne 24 uh, seven, you know, the love of God for us. And the fact that, you know, he sent us to this earth for a purpose. Not one person doesn't have a purpose, not one. Everyone is special to the Lord. He favors no one. And um, so, you know, so when I read, heard about those, those horns, it took me there. It reminded me, you know, we can be um, we can be talking about the in you know announcement of the king coming. That, that's how I want to see it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so
1: Jesse, that's a better theory than the uh, the megaphone on the space station.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think so too.
1: <laughs> we had fun with that the other day. <laughs> so,
2: yep, I, I think that is right, <laughs> right on.
1: Right on, right on. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> all right where are we now uh number
0: seven
1: yeah seven and he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne when we had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints and they sang a new song. Jesse, I just know you have something to say about this part. Yeah. Or should I say Esther?
2: <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's it's interesting because that's been part of, you know, we've been sharing on the show, uh, the revelations the Lord has been giving about the line of Judah and the anointing of the land. And one of the things that he keeps bringing up is that, you know, that there's so much song that he's created um you know that song resonates as ra- the radiance of his glory and um you know that song is in the oil that song is in his blood that song you know is the song of the lion and the lamb together and you know this is what is is going to be you know taking place is that you know the lord has decreed that it's time for the new songs to go forth And, you know, we're going to start hearing those new songs, you know, which I believe will be beyond just, you know, humans singing those, you know, we look back in scripture, who else sang songs? Um, You had angels who participated, you had the earth, you know, the trees, the hills, the mountains. Um, In the Old Testament, there's many verses that talk about in those last days that that the whole earth you know will be filled with this sound and you know it, it talks about that the mountains will be filled with singing and you know that sound that new music will be heard once again on the mountains and in the valleys and covering the whole earth. So um, I think we're at that point where you know these things are starting to to happen.
1: And and notice so so it is a new song because in in the last chapter they were holy 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 but now they have this new song that they're singing because the scroll has been taken and so there's right. a definite shift there and and you know Jesse you know God has I've been saying this for probably two three months now God has put something called new song on my on my mind right. And you know what, I'm going to explain it in brief, and maybe it's just, you know, for any musicians that are out there, or perhaps just V, who I know is watching, who's a brilliant <laughs> musician as well. Yeah. Here's, here's what has been on my heart. I, can't, I won't get into details, it'd be boring to, uh, to non-musical people, but essentially, so if you look at the Psalms, we're, we're called to sing the Psalms. Like that, that God gave us a book of worship, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and some Psalms have made it into, you know, songs and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm I'm not going to come against songs that have choruses and hooks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Christians need entertainment too. Okay. Mm -hmm. They need that too. But I'm really starting to feel this new song and what the Lord's had me studying is music without choruses, without specific hooks. Mm -hmm. And and music that is entirely interesting and then so you don't need to base it around a melodic uh lyric you can have beautiful music and then have have a spot where that where it sings and then the music goes off into a different direction and this is what the lord's been putting because i think honestly i think you know we don't want to bore god god gave us amazing uh, musical abilities and things like that. And you look at some of the brilliant musicians of the past, and you know they're not doing the formula stuff. The formula stuff is from the enemy, most for most part. Hey, we can use the formula stuff and make good entertainment too. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying for worship itself, and I'm asking God personally to to increase my talent to be able to do this. So if anyone wants to pray for that that would be good because <laughs> I don't want to go through, I, I I've stopped playing guitar 12 years ago. So it's like starting again and I don't want to take 10 years to do this, you know, <laughs> yeah. but that's a, a new song and that's what I'm feeling and it's all different flavors and, and, and amazing scales. And, you know, from all the different parts of the world and all the things we have, it could be all built in and just beautiful, beautiful. It's like different flavors of food, you know? Um, mm-hmm but but we've always we, I just think we're we have it backwards focusing on you know getting that proper hymn for the lyrics mm-hmm. I agree yeah
0: I agree and the other thing is we when we write songs since I've I've written songs before and my daughter was in the business for a bit and um, one of the things we write from is our experience so most songs mm-hmm. are love songs or they're from the streets or you know you know whatever and they even Christian songs were glorifying God in a knowledge that we have and understand. So when these seals are opened up, it's going to be new knowledge for us to worship from, to to uh, sing a new song from, something we've never known before because it's been sealed all this time. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be that that like you're talking about a worship and a an expression of of uh, gratitude and love and understanding of exactly what father feels for us and what jesus did for us so Mm -hmm. um, so that's from a lyricist yeah
2: i think it's exciting you know because it it marks the changing of a a season and Mm -hmm. i love the language in here you know particularly that word purchased and you know i've talked before about my missionary friends that were in uganda and how um the missionary, his name was Waffle, had to, you know, purchase his bride, mm-hmm. and, you know, what was the price that he had to pay for her? It was a pretty hefty price. He had to pay over two hundred cows, which, you know, um, I think it was like ten or ten cows in their time was like a full year's salary. So, you know, he had to get a lot of help so that they could, you know, not take forever to get married and stuff. But um, with that you know, scripture tells us that all creation waits in hopeful expectation for the revealing of the sons of God, and what we see is this imagery that's unfolding that, you know, the church has been prepared for someone, that each each man, each woman, each tribe has been purchased, and you know, now we're gonna see, you know, what is part of the lion's role, but to raise up the bride and, you know, that's his church, and to call the bride out and to display her glory before all of the world. And um, so, you know, this, this passage is kind of that catalyst of, you know, we're realizing who the groom is and he's about ready to display, you know, the price that he's paying to purchase his bride that he can display her in the fullness of her beauty.
1: Mm. Beautiful. So, Jesse, seeing as you're the one here blessed with a singing voice, would you sing the new song that's here?
2: <laughs> well, I don't have a tune for it yet. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter, that's the
1: point. <laughs> okay, that so that was it. No, Jeff, that was <laughs> in... <laughs> all right. Well, I don't have the singing voice, but I will say the lyrics Worthy are you to take the scroll and break its seals. Okay, that, that sounds like a limerick. Let me start it. Yeah, yeah, worthy are you to take the scroll and break its seals, for you were slaughtered and you purchased people for god with your blood from every tribe language people and nation you have made them into a kingdom of priests to our god and they will reign upon the earth now that's a very important song because he's purchased and now we're priests Mm
0: that's
1: right kings and priests which has only been mentioned uh was it three times Jesus was a king and a priest, Melchizedek, and the church.
0: Yep. See, we're kings and priests now. He called us that in the scripture. And what does what does a king and a priest have but authority? You know. And we this is where God is taking us now as a people, and more and a lot more of this new revelation that it was Father who gave us dominion in Eden. It was a trickery, took it from us. And then now Jesus comes, takes it all back, says all power and authority was given to me. Now I give it back to you. Now you go. And we've been sitting on our hands and sitting on our tongues for prayer, so to speak, and, and not walking in who we are. And there's a scripture that a lot of Christians, when I was young coming up, that used to offend Christians, know ye not that ye are gods with a small G. He wasn't calling us a god as to be worshiped. He was talking about the authority and the power and uh, the the right standing before the Lord in Christ that we have to rule while we're here. So like we're doing with the anointing, you know, my car, you can see the anointing on my car and everywhere I go, I'm taking dominion of this. I'm taking dominion of this. Yesterday, I went through a bunch of towns. I was like, okay, these I now take dominion and re establish them as the lords you know and so this is what we're doing we're taking back our rights as kings and priests who are to rule and reign now when jesus comes we're going to really rule and reign mm-hmm. in a different way but right now we're, we're to be practicing who we are in christ and so
1: this brings up a great question though if mm-hmm. we're to rule and reign in the new kingdom for the right. thousand years so let's start there mm-hmm. who are we ruling and reigning over
0: I want to say, you have an answer, Jess? No, go
2: ahead. Uh, That's an interesting question.
0: Yeah, for me, I believe that the rule and reign has to do with, uh, like Adam and Eve were in the garden and they ruled and reigned over the garden. They had full dominion. So it's going to be of where we are, our dominion, what it is. I don't think it's going to be man ruling man and now you're under me. I think because if we're all redeemed, we're all going to be ruling and reigning. So, and if, if the enemy's gone at this point, then we don't have to rule the reign over him. So it will be, if earth is a reflection of heaven, we will, we will be over the animal kingdom, over the trees and the birds and, you know, and, and all that God has created. We will stand with him in his throne, like it says in the, in the first books of Revelation. So that's what it's we're sharing in the th- throne of Christ. It's not ruling over. I'm not going to say, okay, Jess, now you just drove into my area. So now I rule and reign over you. (laughs) It's not that it's, it's sharing the throne with Christ and ruling and reigning over all things that are created. That's my opinion.
1: (laughs) So, you know, there's a couple clues in scriptures, you know, when, with the parable of the talents and stuff, you'll be given over 10 cities, Right. you know, over someone who's given one city. And so, listen, who knows what that is in, in the, the new heaven? Maybe that's 10 more planets or something. Uh, you know, yeah. Who knows? But, uh, you know, a part of me, and this is just speculation, just speculation, but we do know there's a hierarchy because that scripture specifically speaks to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe there's just the uh, the people who were lukewarm, who, you know, just kind of got in by the skin of their <sighs> teeth. And, and, and you know what? honestly i i hope for that because i hope god's grace that there's even more saved you know yeah. those ones in the church of laodicea that he says i'll spit out of my mouth i hope he mm-hmm. you know uh still brings them in and you know mm-hmm. i think his grace is more than efficient sufficient than, and
0: those who who are martyred in the in the last days there's going to be many who are martyred but i think we have to understand ruling and reigning is different in the kingdom of god those who are to be master of all have to be servant of all so it's not it's 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 handled totally different than than man's idea of ruling and reigning i mean god rules and reigns over us and look at the mercy and the grace and the love he has or we all be incinerated right jess <laughs> she knows that she understands the wrath of god we uh we you know we we understand that he actually could look at us all and go and he did it in the days of uh noah and promised never to do it again so his mercy is love to be master of all you have to be servant of all
1: well and and that's such a great point because he was the servant leader yes you know he didn't come you know in majesty you know walking he went went to jerusalem on a donkey right right that's right you know that's right
0: and he took a dominion over that donkey because that donkey was not broken. Usually you try to get on a, a horse or a donkey that's not been broken and they buck all over the place. Oh, yeah. and, and he yeah. instantly had dominion or authority or rule and reign over that donkey where he just rode it in, you know? So that's the kind of ruling we'll do.
1: <laughs> Man. That's brilliant, Jody. That is a really brilliant observation. Mm-hmm. All right so let me go on to the next verse and I heard every created thing which is in heaven or on earth or under the earth or on the sea and all things in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be the blessing the honor the glory the dominion forever and ever that is so powerful even mm. the fish are saying this
2: yeah, amen
1: mm-hmm. amen well just you know it just goes all life comes from god yeah. so anything that's alive and you know listen, uh, being an animal lover, I'll, I'll take this scripture and say, yeah, my dog's going to, you know, (laughs) my dog gets it, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) They're going to be part of it too. And uh, I have some really cool spiritual experiences. Jesse can tell you about it with my animals that have passed. They visit me. So, and the Lord allows it and I've talked to the Lord about it. So Mm. they are there, they're with him. He loves it all. So all things, all life, there's nothing he created that he doesn't love and care for. And uh the closer I get to God, I even hurt for plants. I have to say, even bugs, but only if they're outside. If they're in my house, I'm it's my domain. Sorry, should <laughs> <Just> have stayed outside. <laughs> but um, but I love this because it talks about every creature which is in heaven, earth, under the earth, everything. So, you know, this is part of that new song, I think, that, you know everything is going to be saying blessing honor glory and power to him that sits on the throne and to the lamb forever mm-hmm. and ever so they're back to calling him a Lamb because that's how we got here right. were his sacrifice you know and we all say amen and worship him and um it, the the thing that gets me is the love of god if we all just kind of could get in a quiet place and worship him from our in in inner sides and you get a touch a little touch of his love, it will overwhelm you like you would not believe and it will bring you to tears because he is, he is love. And it's like I spoke about before, even people in the occult are looking for love. They're looking for acceptance. They're looking for validation. you know. And they're, they say, I love you to each other. Then they don't carry the true spirit of Satan, which is I hate your guts, let me kill you. They'd be killing each other and we'd have nothing to worry about they're actually still trying to find God without even realizing it because the Bible says God is love, you know, and, and then they talk about light. Well, God is light, not the, not the yellow light that we all carry. He's bright glory, that white raiment, that, you know, that we're going to end up wearing when we, when we're transformed, but um, yeah. he's just amazing. Just fall in love with him. He's just, uh, <laughs>
2: What I love about this is, you know, these songs are testimonies and, you know, just how powerful that we have these, you know, these creatures, these angelic beings, we've got, you know, these elders in heaven and, um, to think about, you know, they're not there because they were created just to be there. They're there because they want to, you know, there was a divide in heaven where, you know, a third of the angels decided to fall with Lucifer and, you know, to separate themselves from the Lord. But these are the ones who have remained faithful to God. You know, they made their choice Mm -hmm. and night and day they proclaim, you know, they're up there in heaven. They get to see everything that goes on. I mean, imagine seeing all the evil, all the wickedness, that happens with all these tribes, all these tongues, all these men, um, you know, and you know that because of that wickedness, they're not worthy to be in God's presence. They're not worthy to, you know, to partake with the Lord. And yet, you know, they watch the whole sacrifice. They saw the Lord, you know, give his, shed his own blood so that, those individuals could be made righteous so that they could have a chance to be in his presence and to come into this relationship with him. And this is what they're testifying to, you know, that he is worthy that, you know, this purchase that God made by his blood was something that was powerful. And, you know, it didn't just affect that time or that season in time. You know, it it transfigured the whole kingdom of God, you know, and, and we're able to not only just come to the Lord now and be in relationship with him, but there's a status change. You know, it's kind of like with the lepers that, you know, if you had leprosy, but then you were healed, you had to go through this whole ordeal of having the priests you know test it for a certain time you had to be declared um cleansed and what is the declaration that is that is being made that these individuals are testifying about is that you know not only have we been purchased and redeemed but that we are able to reign on the earth with him and you know, that dominion, that, that power, that authority, that we have this God, you know, what other God, you know, and I'm talking little G's, you know, demonic generals, Lucifer, what other little G is willing to give any of their authority, their power to men or, or to share that openly to, You know, as it says in the beginning chapters of Revelations, you know, what does the Lord declare? You shall sit with me on my throne. There's only one place to sit on his throne with him. It's not like the Lord's going to scooch you over and be sitting on half his throne, you know, like he is inviting us to sit on his lap and to have that intimacy, you know, like a father and a child and. And what's his heart attitude? You know, do you think he does it just because he wants to? Um, you know, I think that there's joy in that, that there's so much joy and pleasure the Lord takes in having us near him and close to his heart. Mm-hmm. And this is what these elders and these angelic beings are proclaiming they're proclaiming that love, that joy, that delight, that intimacy. That God shares with everything He's made. Th- that's who He is.
0: Amen. Sometimes I will visualize the, uh, climbing into the lap of the Lord and just putting my face under His chin, you know, <laughs> just laying there and going, "I just need You to love me right now," you know. And okay. to imagine one day actually being able to physically be there in a body and be able to love on my God that way, I just, just you know, just hold me right
1: now, just. <laughs> You know, I don't Good. want to be weird, but I think it's harder for a guy to visualize. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, could you know, do
0: the hug, like, you know, like,
1: <laughs> the bro shake, hug you know, <laughs>
2: like hey, a hey. hug.
1: <laughs> John,
2: this is John who used to recline on the savior's chest. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, think about that, that, you know, we've, we've taken the church and culture has taken away you know th- the beauty of of that display between guys being able to be affectionate and show true love without it being weird or homosexual or without that lustful desire, right. and um, you know it's something that is beautiful. That you know guys need that too. I'll just say, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you need to spend more time on the Lord's putting your yeah. head on the <laughs> <Lord>. yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. when we yes yeah, because you're thinking of it from a, a physical human standpoint of understanding love where god is purity it, it's a different kind of love and so the enemy wants to pervert what we what we see as love and making it comfortable but in the spirit you are just spirit there is no
1: yeah no know? i understand yeah. that you know and listen i i i understand the spirit thing and i and i, I totally I get you. it but but I also think, like you know, with with my age and uh, and people with you know my age with fathers that were about the same age, they were very much part of the industrial thing, yeah. and you know, so they were the, they were the workers, and you know, we had moms stay at home, and there really wasn't a lot of affection, you know. Got you know, fathers went out, they worked, they came home, they drank beer, they pass out drunk, they get up the next day, go to work. Like honestly, that's uh, you know that was a big part of my childhood. Right. Yeah, Right. So, you know, it's like, I, I, I can't remember really hugging my dad. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. You're going to love hugging the Lord because he doesn't drink beer and fall asleep on the couch.
2: (laughs) They they even kissed on the cheeks, you know, like they'd greet each other with a holy kiss. And, you know, I want to be one of those people who's like, let's make that something that is that is cool again yeah. you know but there's so many guys who are like nope not me yeah you know yeah we went
0: even from hugging each other in church just to doing that little shoulder hug because people you know but that that is the satanic perversion of yeah. because it brings people to the thought like you said Jess of lust rather than pure love and I'm Italian we're very affectionate you know and we're, we're always kissing and hugging and you know, hello, goodbye. Even when we went to bed in the morning, I kissed my mother, good morning. I kiss her good night, you know. And then in the between, if I was leaving, I'd kiss her. It's just natural, you know. And I think there's a scripture that talks about kiss the in, what is it in um, Psalms two, kiss the sun. Yep. Yeah, yep. lest ye be, uh, I forget what the, I'd have to look it up. But um, yeah, kiss the sun lest she be, it has to do with the the those who came against the Lord. Um but yeah you know, so to me kissing the sun means um uh, oh yes kiss the sun lest he be angry and you perish in the way for his wrath is uh, quickly kindled so because in that scripture that says why do the heathens raise and why do they imagine a vain thing so they're talking about what's going on in our world right now so um yeah so he's yeah. gonna i'm gonna kiss the sun i can't wait <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm a hugger. Just so you know, and anyone who met yeah. me yesterday got got a pretty big hug.
0: Good, good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? I don't know why, but I'm just going to share a funny story with you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, so this is years ago when uh, we were attending a church, and my daughter was probably six, seven years old. You know, and we, when the service ended, we'd often walk out of the church holding hands you know she'd come up she'd grab my hand we'd walk out (laughs) this one day I had a friend who you know was just kind of trying out church for the first time and this guy's a big burly biker guy probably 300 pounds tattooed all over the place and I'm walking out and up from behind me I feel someone take my hand and I thought it was my daughter, so I'm holding on to the hand. You know, it's him. It's like, ah, everyone saw I jumped.
0: That's hysterical. Oh
1: no, oh, he, he this guy's a card, let me tell you, Scott. <laughs>
0: That's hysterical. Um, that may great. I address a question that just came into the chat? Yeah. Okay, someone asked Jesse, you are are myself. Um to uh, answer, what do we have to say about the rosary? That they were curious, and I don't know if you want to start, Jess, or you want me
2: to- yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's something that individuals use um, to kind of. Some people need something physical, tangible, to remind them to pray or to help them to focus as they pray. Um, you know, that's at its base, what it is. And through generations, you know, many, not just the Catholic churches, um, you know, there's many types of churches like the Orthodox, they'll, they'll use beads or prayer beads or things that will help them to focus on the different aspects of prayer and things like that in a tangible way. Um, I'm not opposed to them, but, you know, um, I think that, you know, the symbols that you have on a rosary can be significant. Um, you know, it I'm not somebody who believes that we need to pray to saints or um, to Mary or angels or anyone besides the Lord. Um, so that's where I think it starts to get into that fine line is who are you in communication with as you're using that rosary? Um, does the enemy target rosaries and add all those emblems and things to draw your prayers and your communication time away from the Lord? Yes, he does. Um, you know, he, he wants you talking to everything he can get you to talk to. That's not the Lord himself. So, um, you know, that's where it gets into kind of sketchy ground.
0: Right. And then, um, there's a scripture. So for me, there are, I know people who really love the Lord who use the rosary and, mm-hmm. um, and I don't judge them and I will never judge another person's walk. My prayer is that they, um, again, like Jesse said, there's people who make lists. I don't make a list, you know, unless I, unless I'm saying, Lord, I might forget to pray for that person. Cause I don't know them well. So I'll write it down. So I'm reminded, but the prayer comes from my spirit. So there's a scripture in Matthew six verse seven that says, when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do for they, um, think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So if someone's just you know, using a rosary just to say the prayer over and over and over and over again, it almost um, implies a lack of faith. So now there may be people out there who are praying, like Jesse said, I totally agree with being careful what it is and who you're praying to because the Bible also says, and let me, I think it's in, not uh, yeah, 1 Timothy 2 and 5, there's one God between man and God and that man is Jesus Christ, so there's one that we go to one, um, you know, a mediator between man and God, and that man is Jesus Christ, so he said, pray all things in my name, so we go to the Father in his name, but anyway, so it's almost implying that you don't have the faith, so you're going through each bead if you're just vain repetition, if your heart is pure before God, and you're really trying to pray, he's going to see that, you See, because the intent of the heart is what God's looking at, we, we look at other things, he's looking at our intention, so if, you know, if that's how we were raised and we don't know anything different, you know, as we're praying and we're getting to know him more purely, keep an ear out for God because he'll begin to speak to you in a different way where you don't need the beads. It'll just be you and him and, you know, and and you'll start to see him in new ways. But I will never, never judge someone who's doing that because I don't know where their faith is. I don't know where they were raised. Um, If they ask my opinion, I share the scripture with them that talks about not praying and bang reputation, God hears us, He hears us in faith the first time, you know. Um, and and I know that we're only to pray through Jesus Christ, and so that I would share. But I know Jesse and I would never judge, or Jeff would ever judge, another soul that's doing something that you know that's trying to bring them closer to the true God. So that's the thing your intention toward the Lord God Almighty. if if you're truly seeking him he will meet you where you are Mm
1: -hmm. you know I just had a thought on this and Mm -hmm. for once I don't think I'm going to get in trouble with this (laughs) (laughs) um you know I I I was just thinking of like uh, Amanda Grace she and I'm not asking you to comment on whether you believe in her or not that doesn't matter but she puts on a a prayer shawl Mm -hmm. sort of thing and you know, I, I think of certain items that you know, like for instance, if Jesse's anointed a certain item, um, like I have a certain uh, bottle of oil that has been anointed now, and so you know, and and even I have a shirt which I call my power shirt now, and uh, and, and actually, Jesse, I was wearing it and we and I anointed my shirt. You know, <laughs> uh, I said, okay, this is going to be my shirt when I really want to do business. God, I'm going to put on this shirt. And I'm yeah. going to talk to you. Now, I talk directly to God. I don't talk through my shirt. <laughs> uh, but right. I, pr- I just say, listen, I've anointed this. I, I want to present myself as clean, as pure as possible. Uh, so using something that has been anointed, uh, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it.
0: Yeah, me either. Uh, you know, well, it and it's
2: saying... used in scripture. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Judy. No, yeah, go ahead. I mean, there's, lots of, there's lots of symbolism, you know, of the priests or prophets. They were sometimes recognized. By those things, um, or you know, even um, you know, Christ, strong Christians throughout the generations, you know, they would be known by those things as well. That you know, if they gave, if they prayed over a handkerchief, some you know, they would send it, and people would be healed. Or you know, so there's different things that individuals have been known for, uh, where we do have the tangible, the physical evidence. You know, that represents our faith and what we believe. But I think that's, you know, that's at the core of it. Um, You know, is where is your faith and belief? Do you, you know, is it the Lord who's asking you to use that um, for a specific reason? Or are you putting your faith and belief in that, that you're only heard because you are wearing that particular shirt, or you only have the power and authority of the Lord? you know, when you have that rosary in your hand or, you know, you can't overcome the evil one unless, you know, that Bible is in your hand and you're reading the scripture out of it. Um, You know, that's where it starts to, you know, tell you where your heart is. If, If your faith is resting in anything but the Lord himself, then that item becomes a vice and it becomes something that you are trusting or putting your faith in more than God himself.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say, Jess.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> About the cloths and
2: everything. Yeah, there's times, actually, I'll, I'll kind of share this because, you know, as I pray, um, I don't always have, you know, anointing oil. Usually when I start prayers, you know, I'll, I'll anoint my head, forehead. And there's there's verses that the Lord's given me um to proclaim as I do that anointing so you know one of them is is that um you know their name shall be written on on the or my name shall be written on their forehead and they shall see my face and that's a verse that the lord has proclaimed over those in darkness and over his people um, you know but do I only get to say those prayers or or have the power or authority of those words? You know, when I have that oil, no, like, you know, there's times when I don't have it with me and the Lord will remind me of those verses, you know, and I'll bring those forward in the battle or wherever I'm at. And so, you know, just an encouraging thing to people, you know, that, um, you know, we need to be mindful of, of where our faith is and that we have that power and authority mm-hmm.
0: That's right.
2: beyond a tangible physical item. Right.
0: And the Lord can speak to us and through uh, anything he can. He speaks to me a lot with animals. I love animals. And, you know, and I could be asking him about something and he'll send an animal and, and I'll know that, you know, the character of that animal means a certain thing and that helps me and I go, okay, Lord, other times, um, you know, he'll, he'll have a license plate go by and it'll be something I was praying for and the number, you know, will match up with the scripture that I was thinking, you know, it's like, so you cannot box God in, we just can't. And -hmm. it's all about exactly what Jeff and Jesse are saying. Nobody's going to judge another person for how they reached out to God you know, and and um, you know, there's times that somebody might be using a rosary, and as they grow in the Lord, they might go, you know what? I don't need these this anymore. I'm gonna, you know, just use get on my knees. Some people need to get on their knees to feel close to the Lord. Other people don't. I like to pace. I pace like like a crazy warrior that I am. <laughs> so I'm a pacer you know, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am that. also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get out of the way, right? <laughs> so. Yep. So, you know, so we need to allow our spirits to be free. Like um, Jeff and I had a conversation the other day on the phone on certain prophets and who we like and who, you know, different things. And, and it's like God has so many different types of personalities and characters and people out there because there's so many different personalities and types of people out there. Right. So he's going to use who he will use to touch you. He wants a personal loving relationship with you so whatever it takes you know as long as you're not idol worshiping as long as you're not putting your confidence in those things everything jesse just said and jeff just said yeah it is 100
1: so yesterday at the uh, the freedom festival there was this guy remember actually when george was on the show and he told that that story about the uh, the cross that he wanted to carry mm-hmm. Right. So that yeah, guy yeah. showed up carrying that cross. Oh wow. <laughs> and uh and so I actually got George uh he's anointing the cross. He's down on his knees anointing the cross and uh and I'm interviewing the guy John the Evangelist he calls himself. Uh and so John goes out into this prayer and I got it on video. Um and now John's prayer was to marry the mother of God. Now that's I I don't pray that way personally but he had I, you could sense his heart was right you could sense you know um so listen it's, it's on video and uh and I think he made a good prayer you know the words were good his heart was right God hears his words um now I I don't believe that we should be praying to an intermediary Right. Uh, but look I don't have all the answers either so you know and again we won't judge um please don't judge us right Right. yeah amen yeah all right just go by
0: the scripture and the scripture says there's one and that's that's right yeah
1: hey we have one last verse to close out the chapter
0: okay
1: and Mm -hmm. the four living creatures were saying amen and the elders fell down and worshiped Mm -hmm. i love that there's two different actions here yeah yeah you've
2: got the vocal and you've got the worship the falling down mm-hmm.
0: yeah and you know and when you're in the presence of the almighty god like that i, I i'm sure you guys have been slain in the spirit before yeah. um and it is it is just a sliver of sitting in front of the lord in the throne room at the time of the revelation I, can you imagine how there probably was no way they could have stayed on their feet you know so right. I was in a prayer line once and a woman in front of me was flopping around and I was getting annoyed with her I was like well she stopped because she smacked me you know she's going backwards and <laughs> and I was like I just want to get prayed for I was getting annoyed and the person she stepped forward and fell out hit my feet and the person touched me like this with their finger and I was gone I don't remember anything after <laughs> of getting up. So when the power of God's in the room, even if you're annoyed, it's going to take over. (laughs) So, you know, like, you know, so I can't imagine the glory of being in the presence like that of of the Lord God Almighty, who sits in the throne, the creator of all life for our savior, the slain lamb and the lion of Judah, of all of the angelic host of everything, the, the elders, and just imagine the Oh my God, I have goosebumps. Just being there would be like, wow, I don't think I can stand up, (laughs) you know? That would be a glorious, glorious place to to spend some time. So
1: Hmm.
0: I have to say, I love the people in the chat. I wish I could answer everybody, (coughs) sometimes miss stuff. So forgive me if I don't respond.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to look at it
2: every now and again, but. Uh, I've been watching it We've wonderful, good chats today, very interactive we appreciate the interactive individuals in chat yeah
1: and, and we appreciate the moderators and, yes, uh, and the team that are there um you know a couple of them work really really hard and uh yeah. have multiple jobs like tiffany has multiple jobs uh, chris has been uh super active on the telegram and stuff and still does this uh you know just we want to honor you and uh yeah. and all of the, the moderators uh, so thank you very much. And thank you for listening to right on radio. Yeah. Uh, we do really love you. Um, yes. We pray for you. Uh, I pray for everyone in this audience every day. Uh, yeah. And so does Jesse. Uh, so does Jody. Uh, well, I think, jo- actually, Jody, I haven't yeah. confirmed that I haven't pray
0: for the audiences and, yeah, all the shows, because I, I want their hearts to be so ready for the seeds of power and authority and, and to rise up the warriors in them so yes i'm praying for all of those who listen to that the lord has graced me to be allowed to share this place with you guys and speak to them so yeah i do pray and even when we start i pray for them
1: (laughs) yes yeah yeah well listen what a wonderful show Uh, we get into the great stuff next week
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, revelation
1: six like this is where the action starts happening and uh opening
0: the seals
1: (laughs) and and there's there's so many things that have confused people in general about the book of revelation and since i've been studying it for the last few months it's really been hidden in plain sight the whole time Mm -hmm. it really has been um to be honest and i'll I'll say this of myself and i'm only speaking for myself it was hidden in plain sight because i was lazy Mm -hmm. and and when you dig into it man there's just you won't get any better picture of this new creation which is jesus christ which is the god man who made the way for us and and by the way this is very this book is so important and I guess part of the reason why we're covering is we believe we're going into end times mm-hmm. um, you know it's probably our generation now listen they've said it for thousands of years before I get it and you know uh, back in the late 30s and stuff like that there was famines and stuff and they legitimately thought they were in end times as well look we don't know we mm-hmm. don't know the day or the time but there are some signs and Jesse not having a successor is one that stands out to my mind, <laughs> you know, um, so what does the Antichrist know, uh, you know, mind it, God's timing is not Antichrist timing, but, right. but they also communicate all the time, and God says, okay, now you can do this, so um, who knows, but this, it's, it's very important to be prepared for this, because the Antichrist, as we said the other day, he's going to put on a great show. He will convince many people. It's going to be fantastic. He's going to not leave anything undone to fool the people and even the elect, which is the most he wants. Here he has the rest of the world. He wants the elect. Let's face it. So, you know, he's going to put on this brilliant show. And unless you know what is coming. And and by the way, the other part of it is the preparation, because there are some things that will happen before the coming of the Lord, and that's why, uh, you know, I'm against the, well, I guess you could call pre-trib, we, we won't even put it in a definition. There's a specific time when the tribulation takes place, and we, as uh, born-again disciples of Jesus Christ, are going to go through things before he comes. So there is there is not an escape. Okay. Well, the
0: tribulation's been happening forever. The great tribulation is, is going to be different,
1: yeah. That's right. But the but here's the good news, spoiler alert. My, the book's written, been written for a while, so i <laughs> not, not that great of a spoiler. But we don't endure the wrath of God. Right? right. But we do endure a lot of stuff that the enemy throws at us. Yeah.
0: I've been enduring since I was born. That's all I know. <laughs> Yeah. Jesse, too. You too. Everyone, you know, yeah. we, we, we go through it, but we are going to come out victorious because we have a victorious warrior that's leading us.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Lord again. But we were talking about yeah. Jesus, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You're>
0: predictable. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. They sound alike, but
1: <laughs> hey, I walk in His authority. Amen and puff up my chest a bit there (laughs) hey listen we're allowed to have fun uh this isn't this is not a religious program ladies and gentlemen this is a lifestyle program live right in the real world uh how do you live right well that's up to your choice but we're going to tell you about the real world and the real world everything starts in the spirit that's why we talk about things of the spirit
0: yeah
1: that's it Hey, thanks for watching Right On Radio. Jody. as always, we love you. Thank you for being with us, for joining Jesse and I, and really sharing uh, your depth of knowledge in the scriptures. Jesse, thank you. As always, Jesse and I will be back on Tuesday. So until then, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.
0: Nice.